When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, boxing lovers and likers, welcome to the ultimate sibling rivalry, Bigs versus Bigs. This podcast highlights two brothers who've been debating, undercutting, and contradicting each other for years about the sweet science of boxing, and now they're finally here to settle the score right on this podcast, Bigs versus Bigs. In the blue corner, the cool, collected, self-proclaimed ladies' man. He's famous for dominating debates without raising a vocal decimal. Representing the youngest sibling in every family worldwide, Christian the Slim Reaper Biggs. In the right corner, the borderline obnoxious, the man that has been rumored to be 3,000-0 in all boxing debates, the man representing for all big brothers all over the globe, Justin Big Time Biggs. What's up, guys? This is your host, Nell B. I'm here with Justin Big Time Biggs and Kristen the Slim Reaper Biggs. What's up, Chris? What's going on? Yeah, Slim Reaper here. Um... I just love a good boxing beef, you know, and and after uh, Boots, you know, he knocked out his last opponent on Showtime. They brought the mic to Errol Spence and asked him what he thought about his performance. He said that basically, let's see what happens when when Boots and his fight someone that's really willing to fight, not coming for a paycheck. I, I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but this is just Spence's words, and it's really heating up the division. It's, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that was a bold statement by my man, uh, Errol Spence. But I like the energy. I like the attitude, man. You know, you it's always good to get into the young guy's head and, and make him think, hey, are you ready for this opportunity? It's too soon. You know, you're biting off more than you can chew. But, you know, in, in due time, we're going to see what, uh, how everything plays itself out. But that looks like a fight coming in the, uh, in the, in the distant future. Yeah. But I love to see it. Okay. I mean, so we're on the road to weight topic. So. Let's go into toe-to-toe. You guys ready for this? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So if you guys aren't familiar, for toe-to-toe, the rules are we give a topic. It's going to be three rounds, three questions. Okay? Each round is a total of five minutes. The -hmm. first minute of the round, Justin or Chris is going to give their intro. Right. The second minute, the other is going to give their intro. And then the next three minutes, they're going to debate their topic and their views, and I will be the scorer. And at the end of each round, sorry, at the end of the complete segment, she'll tell you I won. I will tell you who won. And hopefully it's not a draw. If there is a draw, there will be a bonus question, which is a sudden death round. And uh, yeah. So you guys ready for it? Ready. All right. Question number one. 
former undisputed junior welterweight champion and current WBO champion Terrence Bud Crawford is in negotiation with three-time unified champion and superstar Errol The Truth Spence for the Mm. biggest showdown of the year. Who do you guys see as the most dominant star in the welterweight division? Let's go for the face-off. I'm going to say, Chris, you're up first. Now, B, that's easy. That's really easy. I love my man, Goat Bud, but I got to give it to the truth. He's the most dominating figure in the welterweight division right now. He's beat all the top names. He started his career at welterweight and has held the crown since defeating... um, Cal Brook, I feel like that was that was the moment. That was his coronation. The moment where we say he's definitely there in the welterweight division. That was a dope victory. It was an absolutely wonderful eleventh round TKO over Cal Brook. Um, you know, a lot a lot of us, you know, boxing fans believe that Keith Thurman had been has been avoiding him for the longest time. So they were they 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 that fight was never able to be made. But he did defeat Danny Garcia, and he also defeated. Sean Porter, um, you know, who, of course, was defeated by Cal Brook. It's, 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 there really isn't a question anymore. He's the most dominant figure in welterweight division. Okay. Errol, the truth, Spence. All right. And this is your time. Perfect. Justin. You ready for the truth? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready to hear what you got to say. So, man, let me just start by saying this, man. I'm a big fan of the big fish. Errol the True Spence. That's they call him the big fish. Errol the True Spence is the money fighter in the division. The kid is amazing. You know, an offensive juggernaut. Can't be hurt. A beast. But I'm going to have to go and say the most dominant figure because of one fight is this decided factor is Goat Bud. <laughs> Goat Bud to me. Terrence Crawford is is the most dominating fighter in the welterweight division. It's by a little bit. It's because of that Sean Porter fight. The way he was able to defeat him, I have to put him uh, as the most dominant fighter. You understand? And it's only by a, a little bit. But, you know, when you talk about the opponents, you have Errol Spence fought Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Kel Brook, Ugas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my man... Terrence Crawford for it. Oh, that is your time. Okay. That is your intro. Ah. We're getting ready to get the round started. Mm-hmm. In go. three, two, go. Listen, he, the, spe- the truth is the most dominant figure because of this. Right. He's so avoided. Every time he fights, he fights an opponent that has to fight him. Their career is hanging in the balance. They got to take that fight. If they don't, Probably not gonna get another big fight like that again. He's very, very feared, brother. Oh, he's definitely feared. But what I'm gonna say is this: Listen, man. I think moreover is Terrence Crawford. He's low. He's high risk, low reward. I can't say that if you're gonna pick a fighter to fight. I believe Terrence is is more feared. You know, um, Arrow as great as he is, he didn't he was he didn't stop Garcia. He didn't stop Sean Porter. All tough guys, right? He stopped Kell Brooks, but you kind of have a better chance of getting past Errol Spence and surviving at this point than you do have surviving against um, Terrence Crawford. And the only reason I'm saying that is because of one opponent, the Sean Porter victory. Because they're both very, very dangerous fighters. 
But with that victory right there, it was like, okay, he's dominating in a different fashion. Keith Thurman wasn't able to do that. No one's able to do that. So I have to give him that title. And I like, I like, I like both guys. I, I love, I love the big fish. I love Go Bud. But, you know, Errol Spence is one of the best jabs right now in boxing. His game plan is to come forward, overwhelm you, get you on the ropes. Right. Beat you up to the body. Right. With uppercuts and come up top with left hooks and right hooks. And he does it every time. I've seen him on the back foot a couple times, but right. every time he's on the back foot, he hurts his opponent. Yeah, but he didn't. But he was- Now, I say that to say this. Only, he, only thing I've seen, him slow, I've seen slow him down is a car accident. A tragic car accident in right, which right. he came back out of his own, from his own words, no physical therapy, just came back, let his body rest, That's and then crazy. defeated Danny Garcia. Hard-hitting Danny Garcia, yeah, one, of, one of the top three welterweights in the division, came back off a car accident and defeated Danny Garcia, then continued to defeat Jordanis Ugas by stopping him. What about the Mike Garcia his fight? Face. What about the Mike Garcia fight? I could not see Mike Garcia going 12 rounds with Terrence Crawford. I'm just keeping it real, man. Terrence Crawford is an automatic knockout machine. That ki- that guy has knocked out, what, his last seven opponents or something? The guy is just about knockouts. He's going to hurt you. He's going to put you in the hospital. Now, now Errol's going to beat you up and probably knock you out, too. But this guy is, like, guaranteed knockout. Errol like holds the last action hero. Spence holds three of the world titles of the four that, that count in that weight. He has, he's, he's, he's dominated the, the division unscathed up until now. Okay. He's the most dominant figure. Those, he has the belts, he has the names, and he's the most feared. They both have dominated, but there's one deciding factor. That's time. You should have got it out. Sean Porter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me put my score down. That was a tough round to score. Come on, man. This one thing, like you gotta see it. Like, come on, there's no fucking walkway. That was a tough round to score. All right, moving on. Question number two: The youngest ever for division world champion, Adrian the Problem Broner, will be returning to the rank again. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, "This is ludicrous." But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Against former champion Omar Figueroa. Bang, In August. <laughs> How do you guys see this fight playing out? Justin, I think Chris started last round. So, Justin, you're going to start this one. Let's get your intro. One minute. Okay, okay, okay. Let me start by saying this. I like this fight from a boxing fan perspective. As an Adrian Broner fan, I don't really like this fight like that. I'm going to say that. In honor of Black History Month, raise a glass to Black-owned brands. Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery, has one of the largest selections of Black-owned drinks to explore. From a top-shelf whiskey to an artisanal twist on a Caribbean classic, get these drinks delivered right to your door. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com to find your new favorite. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Because I feel as if 
Figueroa, right, is a volume puncher. Over 100 punches per round. Adrian Broner has not been known to have a high punch output. And later, as a welterweight, he doesn't throw as much as he used to as lightweight, as lightweight, right? So I see this fight going like, and from, you know, uh, um, I'm, from the last fight I've seen, my man Figueroa fight when he fought um, Ugas, right? He didn't do too well. And I feel like with this fight right here, Adrian Broner is going to win by a split decision. But I don't like the fight. It's not going to be a good fight. It's not going to be aesthetically pleasing for the fan and get you back excited about Broner. Okay. All right. That was a nice intro. I, I kind of agree with some of that, but we'll see. Let's see what Chris has to say. Now, I love it for the problem. I love it. I love the fight. Adrian Broner is going to exploit the fact that Omar Figueroa leans in. He picks to defend one side at a time or trying to cut your, or trying to cut you off and lean on you with, say, if he's leaning on you with the right side, he tries to cut off the left side. It's perfect. Adrian Broner is an inside fighter. He comes from a background of uh, fighting in uh, headbangers gym, close quarters combat. And once his opponent is there for him to brutalize him, he's going to brutalize him. I think Omar Figueroa will be there for Adrian Broner, and he's going to stop him in around, about round nine or ten. He's going to hurt Omar Figueroa and stop him uh, in the later rounds. Okay, that's it for you. Let's do it. All right, let's jump right into the round, okay? Three minutes. Uppercuts, hooks, uppercuts. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Feed him. <laughs> Go for it. Do you know how, like, certain, like, hotels, like, like airlines have deals with hotels and stuff like that or resorts? Like, I think Chris has a deal with local hospitals. Like, he's about getting people hurt. Like, I don't know why you would think this is a good idea. It's a bad idea. And you continuously put fighters that are in, you know, trying to build their career up in these hard, stupid fights. And you'd be, you like, all about it. If you didn't already know, I'm Adrian Broner's manager. I, yo, I, I, I hope you're not. I feel you must <laughs> be, like, Figueroa's manager. And, 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 uh, because I'm just, like, really, like, why would that be high volume, low volume puncher? Why would this be a good idea? I think Adrian Broner has a he, he he finds a hard time of landing punches on opponents who have superior footwork, like Manny Pacquiao. It's difficult for him to to let go. But Omar is a guy that comes straight at you. He's coming at you. He's throwing punches from different so angles. So Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia is he's he fights off in and outs, in out in out in out jumps in one two big left hook. Chris, Omar Mikey, is there. Omar's trying to press you on the ropes and beat you up, and I think it's going to be a Agent really, Brona lit be really good. Up, Chris, Agent Brona lit Mikey up. Listen, you must have forgot who the problem who the problem really is. I think he must have forgot he, when he lets those hands I go. Seem like you're the problem. <laughs> when he lets his hands go, he's unmatched. He is Chris, four division weight this champion, guy the youngest to ever a do it. Brazilian punches. He has a great chin. He's going to be on him all night. What are you trying to say? To he's going to beat that boy. This is, is what not, I'm saying. Yeah, but by split decision, Adrian Brunner will win by split decision. It's not going to be pretty, Chris. You must have forgot. See, because you're wrong again, Justin. He's, Chris, Abel he Ramos, a very long time. Abel Ramos, he's not active. Uh, excuse me, Abel Ramos 
made Omar Figueroa's corner. I think, oh, the referee stopped the contest in the sixth round. Okay. Abel Ramos. Abel Ramos is not, the, cali- is not the caliber of fighter. He also came up from 140. He's active. Burns kind of from 126. He fought Regis Progress at 140. He, so they, they've all come up from lower weights. It's not no smaller or bigger. They all came up from lower weights. Abel Ramos is not the caliber of offensive fighter that Adrian Broner is. So when you put Adrian Broner in there with Omar Figueroa, you, uh, uh, a stoppage is gonna, which is what, what the outcome is gonna victories. be. Uppercuts and hooks, Justin. He's not active enough to stop him. I believe he's stopping if he's more active. He's not About active billions. Enough. I, I love Bandcamp. I'm just saying, split decision. I'm not doubting that he's gonna win. I'm just saying, bro, it's hard. He's man. gonna stop him. You can't do that. You can't put guys that aren't active in there with volume punchers and think that it's gonna turn out good. Like, who's doing this, man? These matchups. Like, 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 who made these matchmakers? Like, who's making these matches? That's not good. Neither of them are very active. Neither fighter is very active. That is time. Moving on to question number three. This guy's nuts. Catch he, your breath. He's weakening, y'all. He's getting tired. His legs getting weary. I'm, I'm, I'm just like I got I'm him just, on the ropes. I'm very scared. I got him on the ropes. I feel it. No, no, no he, these guys were gonna wake up in in, in his dressing room. <laughs> question number three, round three. Throughout the year, we've seen many impressive welterweight prospects. Mm. Who do you think will be the next breakout star to lead the pack once the dust settles? Um, who started? Chris, you're up. Yes, the Slim Reapers here once again. When we think of welterweights and top welterweights, we often neglect to put the attention on the fighters who are coming up from 140 pounds. Josh Taylor said the current super lightweight undisputed world champion said he's going to do one more fight with Jack Catterall rematch. He wants to redeem himself. Or he's moving up to 147 pounds. Josh Taylor is exceptionally talented. He's tough. He brings all the aspects. He's a counterpuncher. All the the aspects that you want out of a dominant fighter. When he comes and arrives at 147 pounds, I believe when the dust settles, he'll be at the top. The Josh Tartan Tornado will be at the top of the weight division. Okay. I rest my case. Okay. Justin, what you got? Okay, this is a great question. There's a lot of very, very good fighters out there. But I believe out of the new school, it's, it's, a, it's a number of fighters that I have to name. There's Rashidi Ellis. There's Virgil Ortiz. There's Jerron Ennis. There's Shenard Bunch. There is, uh, we, we have, um, Connor Ben. Connor Ben coming up. We have a plethora of fighters. Stanionis. Stanionis. But I believe in the immediate future, right? It's going to be one name because this guy has, the different compounds that make a, a star. He has the ethnicity. He has the fighting ability. The knockout power. So the fighter I have to go in the immediate future will be Virgil Ortiz. But I do see a threat between him, Boots, and Shenard Bunch. That is time. Let's argue it. Go. So, Josh Taylor's not on your list at all. 
No, I think he's not. I don't think he's strong enough to defeat Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz is 18 and 0, 18 knockouts. He's a big kid, big welterweight. I just feel as if he struggled too much, and the blueprint may be out about Josh Taylor when he fought Cataract. Gee, you know, <laughs> Justin, sometimes I think you're a great boxing mind, and other times I think to myself, who am I speaking to? Josh Taylor is 5'10. He's a big. 140 pounder. When he right, goes right. into the welterweight, he doesn't have the fast division. He's big. When Terrence Crawford walked past him, he said, "Damn, this guy's big. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you was that tall." He's huge. He lacks the fast twitch muscles, though. What? I believe he lacks fast twitch. I don't see the defense is going to allow him to be successful in that weight against those big guys like that. That's punching. Like he's big. Virgil's explosive, bro. Virgil's explosive. Boots is explosive. I can't look at it and go, you know, he's going to beat Boots and Virgil and Chenard. I, Question. I can't see that. Question. He beat Regis Prograce. Yeah, he's fine. Who had any of those names that you mentioned, who have they beaten to make you think that when they fight Josh Taylor, it's going to be too much for him? I like, think it's just size. They haven't been tested on sense. the world. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Class, he won the World Super Series of Boxing. Right. What have any of those fighters, those upstarts done to make you think that they have enough to really take Josh Taylor? Virgil has knocked out former world champions. Who? Maurice uh, Hooker? Maurice Hooker. 140-pounder. Yes. Okay. He's, he's, he stopped uh, uh, the Mean Machine. He's not a world champion. Olympian. Okay. Mean Machine. Amateurs. And he's uh he's knocked out um uh Mauricio Herrera that's never been knocked out before. Uh how okay. So I'm looking at this kid and I'm saying to myself, yo, he has everything he needs plus ethnicity plus the the background from Mexico. He'll beat Josh Taylor. He'll be Taylor selling wide. out the Cowboy Stadium soon. Josh Taylor beat his stablemate in Jose Ramirez. He's going to drop him. He's going to be and to become undisputed champion. He's going to be so the star of the weight class is what I'm trying to say. He's the new that's going to be the guy to beat. I thought the question was when the dust settles, when they all fight, who's going to be at the top? Who's going to stand at the top? I think he'll be the new Oscar De La Hoya. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wow. You still wow. haven't told me what how these individuals are going to be too strong. I just think he, they could just be too strong. The for last Josh. man that did what he did is Terrence Crawford, the guy that you say is going to beat Errol Spence. He's Terrence too Crawford was strong undis- and explosive. Terrence Crawford was undisputed at, 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 at super lightweight and went up to 147. Is now dominating that weight. But when you he so, already has a so loss Terrence, against Catterall, man. Come on, bro. The blueprint is out. I don't believe that he'll be. I, listen, man. Officially, it's a win. Huh? Officially, it's a win. There's no loss against Jack Catterall. Chris, he didn't look on. great. He got dropped. I think he got the weight was a problem. And I love Josh Taylor, but I don't. I don't. The weight was a problem. He, I, I listen. I don't know. He gets hit. You you saw Regis hitting him. That's time. That's a hard round to score. I thought the last one was. 
I mean, I'm just spitting the truth. This guy's telling lies on here, and everybody's loving it. <laughs> but I'm telling you the truth. The kid's probably gonna be next Oscar De La Hoya. How long before that kid is selling out the the the, the, the Cowboy Stadium in Texas? Come on, man. We talking about ticket sales. We talking about talent. We talking about skills. We talking about when you're in there fighting another tough guy who, who doesn't care about all that. Oh, he's the next Oscar De La Hoya stuff. Bro, what happens then? I believe he two gets, lions going head to head. I believe he gets he gets he gets one's been tested. One I believe has, he gets dangerous. Are you guys ready for the scorecard? Yeah, let me let's get give it to us. All right. Get this kid out of here. Round one. I got ten nine. Chris. What was round one again? Round know. one. <laughs> oh, yes, who do you see as the most dominant star in the welterweight division currently? Mm, that's crazy. Because that, that man definitely stopped Sean Porter. But okay. I ain't mad about that. Shout out. <laughs> These guys. Shout out, the the Shout out to the big fish. Shout out to the big fish. I'm too amped up. The big fish. Round two. I have 10-9. Chris. What? <laughs> Round two, the question was, how do you see the fight playing out between Adrian Broner and Omar Figueroa? You got a whole. You, you got eight points and I got nine points. What? He got eight points on that only. You I think got, so? I got ten points. Yeah, I killed him. Wow, good thing you're not a judge. And <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. round three, I have ten nine just, but that leaves Chris as the winner. Victor, Who course. picked these judges? One last thing I'd like to say, Justin, these the new the new guys are one hundred and forty seven pounds, Virgil Ortiz and his Rashidi Ellis. They didn't even have one belt yet. One world title. Okay. Josh Ellis has four. But okay. A I, big, I it's anatomy. It's anatomy, brother. He's taller than them. Like, it's anatomy. It's just he's a bigger. bigger man. Bone structure. They're bigger. They're it harder. He has to have the defense to survive in that weight class. That's the problem. Well, you lost, and I won. That's all that really matters. Yeah, the other stuff. She just like you know. She liked the guys you were talking about better. Like you know. <laughs> but whenever, whenever you win, you never say nothing like that because That's I went funny. off my own merits. No wild cards. <laughs> I think it's a good time to jump into pugilist politics. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. What's going on in the welterweight division right now? Why is that fight not made? What's going on in the welterweight division as as of uh, talking about the Errol Spence and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the money? It's the splits. It's the money. You know what I, about the money? I've heard that these guys want believe they, they deserve thirty million dollars. Terrence Crawford wants thirty million dollars a piece. That's what I've heard through the grapevine. Both of them deserve a hundred million. Allegedly, allegedly, in my books, all fighters deserve a lot more money than what they're getting. But <laughs> why are fighters not getting this money? Well, think about it. What's the what's the last fight of this magnitude? To me, it's Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather, or it's uh, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Yeah, Deontay Tyson yeah. Fury. Yeah. yeah, it ain't like it ain't Floyd Pacquiao. Everyone's like like no, know, everyone just, wants to see no no no, 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 no even no, no, casual no. fans want to see Terence Crawford. Yeah, and but like your mama don't know about. Who my mama doesn't know about? My mama does. Our mama does. Yeah, I feel like your mom is my mom. Mama Chanel's things. mom, mama don't want to know about this. My mom don't know nothing about. See, now your mama knew about Mayweather and Pacquiao. Absolutely did not. Exactly. So no, stop. Wrong. Your yeah. mom knew Yo, that. On everything we she, can call it right now. Wrong. You got to get it out. She wrong. knew about that. Grandma, grandpa knew about. You know about that. Mike Tyson? You ever watched Mike Tyson? Fight? Yeah, when I was younger, I thought Mike Tyson was my dad. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yes. so can just, you, yeah. Strange. Elaborate. It sounds a little crazy. You My got did to. not sleep with Mike Tyson. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> okay. But okay. when I saw him on TV, I used to think that that was my... Uh, he, 
they kind of like resembled each other in a sense when I was younger, I guess. Oh. Like just big, stocky. Kind of fierce looking Kind of fierce right? looking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. That's good. You guys see my dad. So what happened, you, <laughs> what happened when your dad was watching the fight with you? Did he like... He he wasn't. He wasn't watching he all, was all... So you thought he was there. That's what he was yeah, working Yeah, I thought at. he was fighting. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice, nice. That's a great story. Oh, that's, 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 that's heartwarming. Yeah, yeah but the, the money... Um, Fighters deserve more. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, I, I believe that the promoters and the promotion and where the money is generated is just so shrouded in mystery and the shadows. <laughs> because, I, you know, promoters, they want their money. Every top 20 fighter should be making $20 million a year. Minimum. I agree. Yeah, I said it. Top 20 Because the money's there. You're talking about in rankings. Or just top twenties and top twenty most popular boxers making making twenty million dollars a year. You see Jake making the ones that bring in the crowd. Yeah, you see Jake making Jake Paul making fifteen million a fight made forty five million last year. Oh wow! You know what that sounds like? That sounds like Russell Westbrook's contract for thirty for forty something million dollars. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, but it's also understandable because um, Jake Paul's bringing he's he has kids making their parents buy fights now that we're never watching boxing because he came from. So YouTube. does Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is a big star. They offered Ryan Garcia three million three million dollars months ago to fight Javier Fortuna. It's a fight that's coming up now. Yeah. So they're lowballing Ryan Garcia. Yeah. Ryan Garcia is very popular. He doesn't have a belt, and he was making three million. I said to myself, "Yo, why did they give him so much money?" But then I thought to myself, "That guy is selling out tickets and merchandise and all of that stuff." When Shakur Stevens fought, they weren't even selling merchandise when he fought Oscar Valdez. No? No, they weren't. Hmm. That is a problem. Yeah. Promoters are not promoting past the, the, I'm sorry, past the dedicated boxing fan. In order to see an ad about a fight, you have to be watching, say on YouTube, you have to, be, watch, you have to be watching a fight on YouTube. People want the drama. They want the, the shit talking and the, the social media war. They, that's what attracts the, the non-boxing crowd. I will say this. Ryan Garcia talks that stuff. He says, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to knock this guy out. He says, what well, I want to hear when I want to see a fight. Other sports don't do that, though. I watch so many um, interviews and it's just boring. Like so many press conferences. Oh, this, is, this is boring. Why do I want to watch this game or this or this this thing? But fighters are, are, you know, even the ones that are bland. If the entertainment value is good, if you put out a good enough freaking commercial, but the problem is that certain promoters are, are promoting towards their demographic. And they have to promote in the favor of the actual fighter. And then that fighter will be will do better. You throw the fights in certain areas. I mean you have Errol Spence fighting in uh the Cowboy Stadium, freaking selling massive amounts of tickets because that's his demographic. He's from Texas. The last from boxing promotion I've seen that was done properly was the Premier Boxing Champions rollout. They had all their fighters very good, very good. come up with their belts in suits, take pictures, do promo, right. and that did really well. And those PBC uh those PBC fight cars were really they were they were they were very entertaining. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Sounds and music very innovative. And I always wanted to watch PBC come on. I haven't seen anything like that from Top Rank, from what Don King Promotions. Um 
from I think Eddie Hearn is doing a pretty good job with the zone. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these fighters. I Eddie mean, Hearn. I feel Eddie Hearn doesn't have the American star to really send him over the top. You need a knockout guy. You need a knockout guy. It's not enough to just have the flash and be fly. You gotta within that that African American demographic. You have to put the pain on people. You have to get a guy with a killer instinct. I like Montana Love. Perfect. I even liked Booble, Andre, but Booble needed to get in there with bigger people, and they could not secure those type of fights. Well, they need a a nice American star with with with, with power. Mm-hmm. Who's a power puncher? Who's going in there tr- with bad intention to try to get guys out of there? That's what's going to attract the American American star. But as for this, the politics of this this Crawford Spence fight, I think it's a fight. It's a fifty fifty fight, fifty fifty split, or sixty forty in 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 um in, in Earl's part because he has three belt three belts. Terrence has one, but Terrence was undisputed at one forty. I believe that those guys should walk away with about thirty million dollars apiece. So what do what has to change for boxers overall to get paid more? For our African American fighters, this podcast. Celebrate 50 years of the Timberland original yellow boot and the culture that made it an icon. The Timberland Hip Hop Royalty Boot remixes the classic in a glorious purple waterproof leather with premium crafted details inspired by the four pillars of hip hop: DJing, graffiti, MCing, and breakdancing. Get yours in select stores or at Timberland.com. Available in men's, women's, and youth sizes. Timberland, built for the bold. (laughs) Bringing them around the right demographic. Yeah. That's the problem. When when I'm I'm promoting not those fights and I have my fighters, my African-American fighters fighting, you know where we're fighting? Atlanta. Yeah. Places where people are gonna come out and they mm-hmm. can identify with those fighters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That it's, makes sense. That makes what, sense. Exactly. That 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 that's how you really you, you, you really, really get it going, man. That's my you know, but they try to fight, 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 beat a Hispanic fighter on Cinco de Mayo, become a star. Mm-hmm. But dude, that's I'm that's thirty fights down the line, right? Yeah. Like, I have to wait 30 fights to get there? By the way, I'd like to highlight the fact that I have never seen in any other profession an entire country fly out to a Las Vegas or a Madison Square Garden to come support their fighter, If whether it be Argentina with Marcos Maidana, whether it be the Philippines with Manny Pacquiao, or it be uh, um, Mexico with Canelo Alvarez. This is a worldwide sport we're talking about. Mm-hmm. These guys are transcending countries, international fighters. The money's there. Pay them more money. The money's there. I just think the money's in the hands of a few individuals, a few tight-fisted individuals. And so the fighters don't get the, the, the respect that they deserve. Do you know why people get paid? Do you know why fighters get paid so much or why certain professions get paid so much? It's because no one else can do what they do on that level. Mm-hmm. No one else can fight these fights, make them entertaining, and, and and generate such big audiences other than these fighters. And because of that, they deserve to get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. That's truly what I believe in my heart. Outside of the love of the sport, if you look at the basketball teams, there are literally a lot of basketball players. 
every year there's basically a new basketball player coming coming uh 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 you know onto the scene when it's boxing you don't get a real big boxing star every year yeah you don't i mean what do you what do you what do you see as a star because these other sports i'm gonna keep it real man some guys they never want nothing <laughs> right like these guys are prof- like a lot of sports are professional losers every year i wouldn't say just, losers but professional nah, i mean like you lose it you, they professional make the playoffs lost in the playoffs it's like it's like yo like it's like dang like you know i like just but every time man like he fights for the title he lose how long do you think people are gonna come and keep watching me? They're gonna keep going because, like, especially like with these sports, there's a there's the hometown pride. You know what I mean? They're selling out in their hometowns. There's something for everyone to do. That's their that's their team. You think if Adrian Broner never had a world title, they'd keep coming to see him? Like this, like we're talking about a chip. Like we're talking about like a like a Super oh, Bowl or, or 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 you know um, NBA championship. Mm-hmm. You know Stanley Cup. You yeah. think that people still would be coming to see Adrian if Adrian never got a chip? No. Nah, if he never was a real There's champion. guys with the equivalent of an MVP, which is like fighter of the year, that are just living off that for like 10 years. Or even if he's MVP or scoring champion, like was like a knockout of the year. Or rookie of the year. Or rookie of the year. They're just living off that. Just mm-hmm. every year, losing. Yeah. Yo, let me get 200 million. Yeah, we need him. We need him. Give him 200 million. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's and not I'm not fair. blaming these other sports. I think that... That's what's up. That's what you deserve as a professional athlete. But when you talk, when, we, when I think about it, the level of skill that's presented when the top fighters fight, it's, it's, it's nothing like it. No one else can do what these fighters do. Yeah. No one else. Because if they could, trust and believe they would. But they can't. That's why when it was Floyd, Floyd at his heyday, got paid three hundred million dollars because he's he's generating one one billion dollars in Las Vegas every time he fights. One man doing that—that's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's remarkable. But I think you know, ultimately, it's greed. It's greed is getting in the way of give, fighters getting what they deserve. Give those guys they thirty million that they let earn. Them, let them boys fight. Let them if boys, that's what they're asking for, give it to them. That's let, not even too much. Let them boys go over to go over to the into the sunset, and I would think that they should move up to one fifty four. Jamel Charlo is not is running out of opponents, and you know because one forty seven. Don't go mess around with them little them, them kids over there. They not. It's nothing to gain from there at one forty seven. There's nothing to gain to see, like who's Errol? Who are you talking about? Errol Spence. Let Errol Spence turns fight. Yeah, and go up and wait. Like I would love to see Earl Spence versus uh uh um Canelo Alvarez. That'd be a great close fight. enough in weight. I think I actually favor uh I think Canelo Earl can still make one hundred and fifty four pounds. I think they can meet at one sixty. I actually favor I favor Earl Spence in that fight. But um yeah, I, I let them go up and wait, but give them their thirty million. Give it now. To them. They got the money. It's my money and I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> They deserve right, so what do you guys have for the rankings in the division right now? Okay. Top five. Mm. Ooh. Top five or or fighter breakdown? Uh top five. Top five fighters. Top five. You're top five. And welterweight right now. Yep, and welterweight. Right, what's up, Chris? Errol Spence, number one. Terrence Crawford is number two. Keith Thurman, number three. 
I think that's where it gets tough. That's where it gets tough. I haven't seen much from the upstarts, but I'll say Virgil Ortiz, Virgil Ortiz at four, number four. He's the most battle tested of the guys coming up, the contenders. Number five, Connor Ben. That's my top five. You love Connor Ben. Loves him, right? Yeah. I think I, I, th- I think I think he's bringing the energy that boxing needs. I think he comes at his opponents, coming to knock him out, and he's fought uh, some names I've seen before and got got rid of them pretty easily. So I like what I'm seeing from Ben so far. He's bringing that dark destroy energy. I don't think you guys remember Nigel Ben. Jesus, dad is a real a real uh, a real monster and very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> Just what's your top five? All right, let me give you the real the Uh-oh. real the real list. What's really going on out here? Okay, one goat bud, Terrence Crawford. Two Errol Spence, the big fish. Three. Keith Thurman. Keith one-time Thurman. Four. Virgil Ortiz. A belt holder. 18 and 18 knockouts. Five. Rashidi Ellis. Rashidi Ellis because also, by the way, you know that when he was signed, uh, you know, they, they didn't want to put Virgil Ortiz in there with him. They want to put Virgil Ortiz or Conor Ben in there with them. They both were the zone fighters. So Rashidi Ellis also was a, had a piece of a belt. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Before them, before them has been was on the bench wrongfully. Now he's with PPC, just scored a knockout. Amazing talent, super fast. Had a win over rising star Eddie Gomez and and and, and many others. I mean, he's fought better competition. Amazing fighter, spars with Canelo Alvarez. To me, he has a top five position in the welterweight division because the promoters never put him in there with Virgil Ortiz or never put him in there with Conor Ben because they knew he was too much of a threat. So by walkover. He's more ripe than them. He's more ripe and ready for a world title shot. So by default. <laughs> but a lot of people don't know about Rashidi Ellis, but I'm telling you, Rashidi Ellis is a bad boy. By walkover. So you guys have the same uh, top four. Your top five is different. But, Justin, we spoke a few weeks ago. Didn't you say Jerron Ernest was in there? I was hard, it was hard between me, Rashidi Ellis, and, and Jerron, Jerron Ennis. Mm-hmm. Jerron is more popu- popular. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like when I look at Rashidi Ellis's um, his, body of, his, resume. his body of work, 
he's beaten more, you know, undefeated fighters. Uh, you know, like, like, look, he was professional before Geronimus. I'm not saying it's a possibility that Geronimus may be a better fighter all around, but his body of work is just better. And he, and he here's the thing, right? So you now I'm listening. He's not name brand. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of casuals get confused because they see guys who are name brand. Boots is getting to the point where he's name brand. Rashidi Ellis, not so much right now, but the kid's skills, the kid's body of work, how long he's been professional. I'm watching his performances and also them not him not being able to get fights under Golden Boy should say a lot. I'm going to okay. go Rashidi. Okay. And then Chris, a few weeks ago, wasn't Ugas in yours? Before he got stopped? The, oh, yeah. That, no, that was after, no? Maybe not. Maybe you're right. Yeah, but if, 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 if I mention your know, Dennis Ugas, it's probably before uh, Errol yeah. Spence stopped him. Um, I, I chose Conor Ben as my fifth because he he defeated uh, Chris Algieri very easily. If you saw the knockout, it was it was uh, it was it was shocking, it was shocking to say the least. And he um, and um, and Chris Algieri, you know, contending for a belt. So when you walk through. A title, con- uh, a title contender, in the way he did, it's you know it's definitely an impressive victory under his belt. He was an older fighter though, but you know, shout out to Chris Algeria, a great gallant, gallant athlete. He's fought so many top opponents, and none of them you know took care of him that quickly. Also, heard his hand was broken. So we're gonna move on to our fighter breakdown. We're gonna do five minutes per fighter tops. Okay, if we don't have five minutes to talk about, then you know, then it ends where it is. We're gonna break them down after each fight. But today, I want us to discuss... Right. Let's do a full fighter breakdown of Rashidi Ellis. Okay. Speedy Rashidi. I'm going to break down Speedy Rashidi. I believe that Speedy's feet work, footwork is amazing. Um, he fought the gentleman that fought Blair Cobbs. What's his name? Alexis Rocha. Alexis Rocha, right? And when I saw him fight Alexis Rocha, I didn't know Alexis Rocha was as talented as he was, but he was not able to touch Rashidi Ellis. The footwork is amazing. The power, the speed is, 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 is ridiculous. When he, when he, when he stopped Eddie Gomez with that double jab right hand, that's a combination that's very, very hard to get off, but he got it off and was able to stop him. Shout out to Eddie Gomez for coming back to second fight and having a better fight with him. Um, the power is there. The speed's there. The IQ is there. What matchup do you think he should have next? The one that he should have is at PPC now. Mm-hmm. Um, Best career move for him. A big, uh, uh, a good fight. I mean, I, I would like him fighting the guy who fought Santa Maria. The guy who fought um, a 147. He'd be Abel Ramos. That'd be a nice step up fight for him. Luke Santa Maria. Um, he's ready for anybody right now. So. Luke is tricky, huh? Luke Santa Maria. Beat him. He's tricky. It'd be it'd be a good fight, but I, I, but we I, really get to see what's up. I think a better matchup would be someone who is a bigger star, uh, but you know maybe on their way out or need a oh. need, need a reinvention. I'd say Ugas would be a really good fight for Ugas. Speedy Rashidi because his style is a cover up sort of style, and he. Um, Right. You know, is really good at digging down to the body. 
right? Which will test Rashidi to the body. But I believe that his quick uh, Rashidi Ellis's quick hands and footwork will be enough to land his right hand, his jab consistently. I like Stenionis. He'll outwork Ugas. Similar, similar matchup. I like Speedy versus Stenionis. I think he takes Stenionis. I think he'd be able to beat him and get his belt. But I think Ugas would be a better, a better matchup for Ellis because Ugas is more, you know, renowned. That's true. What what weaknesses do you feel like uh, Rashidi has? Um, hmm. <clears throat> I think sometimes he may move a little too much. Mm-hmm. I think if he stood in front of opponents a little bit more, mm-hmm. he'd be able to be more effective. But I mean, he's look, he's a really good, really good fighter. Only thing I've ever seen is sometimes he pulls out a little bit from punches. But a lot, he's made a lot of improvements over the time. I think he's actually the most polished of a lot of the new guys coming up. I'd say his um, his hand positioning. At times, he leaves himself open. His hands. He fights with the hand hands down style because he's speedy and he's a counter he's counter punch. He's very quick with his hands, so he invites his opponents to come in and throw big shots so he can he can exploit those those openings with counter you know punches. But oftentimes, as he's defending, I can see that his hands you know are not covering his chin or his temple. So I would I would like for him to just keep his hands up a little more. Yeah, but you can see that as being part of his game plan. It is part of yeah. his game plan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Very right. good. So let's have you break down Stanionis. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, Stanionis is very strong. Uh, first time I f- watched him fight was against Justin Deloach. who moved down from 154 pounds to 147 pounds and uh, knocked down the opponent before he fought Stanionis. And when he fought Stanionis, it was relatively, uh, I wouldn't say easy, but he, you know, Stanionis came forward, mowed him down, ultimately broke him down and stopped uh, Justin Deloach. That's his style, pretty much. And um, the last fight I saw Stanionis in was versus Butaev. Uh, and he kind of outboxed Butaev with with his straight jab and straight right hand. So I got to see a little different uh, facet um, of, of Stanionis. But I think he's a good fighter. I think he's strong. I think he comes forward. Um, I believe his head is in the same place a lot of times behind his guard. And his footwork leaves leaves there leaves leaves some to be desired, but he's definitely no easy fight for anybody at one forty seven. Definitely not. Stenionis, great come forward fighter, not decent um decent foot foot movement, foot footwork. I think his his his, his punches are not very fast to me. Head is in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, has a good chin, mm-hmm. but I worry about the scar tissue because he gets hit um, a little bit too often. Great ring IQ. He makes good good adjustments. That's really his best. His body best work is impressive too. He does good and body awesome work. body work. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome body work. So overall, I, I would give Stanley Onis about like a eighty-three. Yeah. What about Rashidi. I give Rashid like an eighty-seven. I think he beats Stanley Onis rather, uh, rather convincingly. I think too fast, too too uh, too sharp. For you said for Rashidi, what was your overall? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. He's very good. He's almost. He's like almost to the point. He's ready. I'd for actually rate Stanley Onis a little higher, about eighty-five. 
85, really? Yeah. Right, 85, and yeah. Rashidi, I could see 87, 88. Yeah. Okay. For him as a rating. Mm. Yeah. So far with the ratings, you guys have been pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I think all, 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 all Ellis would need yeah. is a world title for me to say he's 90 or above, honestly. He's very talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just needs that, that fight mm-hmm. that just catapults him to the next level. Are there any fights that you guys just like really, really want to see, but it's not happening? There's a lot of fights. Yeah. Like what's like, what's your, your top fight right now? You wish you could see it, but it's not in the works. <sighs> I would really like to see, oh, in the welterweight division. Yeah. In the welterweight division. I would really like to see Jerome Boots Ennis versus Virgil Ortiz. That's my number one fight in the welterweight division. I really want to see that. That was- who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That'd be a, 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 a clash of titans. Yeah. Like, how do you guys see that going? Where do you, which direction? That's the reason I want to see it. It's mm-hmm. very hard for me to say exactly where that fight would go, but mm-hmm. um, I could see... Uh, you know, Boots and is taking the earlier rounds, controlling his jab. He always comes out very sharp, very hot with his jab. And I can see that being a little tough for Virgil because he comes forward mm-hmm. and he um, bends his front knee, bends his back knee. But he'll have to find his timing. Do you have a favorite out of the two? <sighs> it's so close. That's 50-50 to me. Yeah. That's 50-50. Okay. That's 50-50 Just- to me. Uh, fight I would like to see. No, do you have a favorite out of those two? Oh, those two? Yeah. It's very hard. That fight kind of stumps me. Yeah. Now, here's what I do see. I see that Virgil gets square sometimes, right? And he kind of has this thing where he kind of really rips shots where he twists his body around very fast, right? Mm-hmm. And I can see Boots landing shots straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. But then I see that Boots is susceptible to overhand rights, to right hands. So I know that Virgil can hurt him. I'm pretty sure he can hurt Virgil. Virgil did get hurt with Mean Machine and come back viciously. I've seen that Boots has a has a good chin. He could take some shots. So that fight, I really don't like. I, I'm very, very, whew. I think overall, I would go with, I think Boots is the most talent, more talented guy. But that's a very hard one. That's a very, I, I mean, that's like. 40 that's just 51 49 right there like i, I that's really down the middle it just depends on who yeah because we don't know it, it's it's i i think i pretty much know who who uh who virgil ortiz is yeah i have not seen boots go through any adversity so i think i know who he is mm-hmm. but i'm not really sure yet but still he's so talented like you know roy jones s type of fighter that i'm kind of like willing to bet that he's going to be able to overcome it but i think that we know who virtual tease is already okay that's fair that that was a great explanation mm-hmm. i can see that all right let's have some fun all right fantasy matchups mm-hmm. welterweight division forever our lifetime and before that who okay. would you want to see I would want to see, man. This is a very great, like, like a great discussion. All time matchups. I want to see. Uh, um, I like who oh, Sugary Leonard versus Floyd Mayweather. 
Oh wow! I could. I would love. I that. I like that one. Yeah. Because I think we saw a little bit of when when Floyd's father fought Sugar Ray Leonard, but I just feel like Sugar Ray Leonard would be the star, would be the favorite. Floyd would be uh, just like underdog, the bad guy. Floyd would have to be more offensive than we ever seen him be. Sugar Ray uh, uh, Leonard, you know, he's dumping shots on you, so it, it would be it would be great to see. And Sugar Leonard is super fast. That's the fight I really want to see. I think that would be a great fight, too, because when I watched Floyd Mayweather in the Olympics, I could see that he emulated Sugar Ray Leonard's style, um, even in those fights. I know he watched a lot of legendary and classic fights. So I'd love to see that. I think you, you saw some of it when Floyd Sr. fought Sugar Ray Leonard, but also when Floyd fought Sugar Shane Mosley. Right, when she right, gets his right, name. right, 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 the right, counter, right. The, the right, overhand right. right, he lands on uh, Floyd Mayweather and hurt him. But this is them in their actual primes of the prime of their primes. We're about thirty years old, both thirty years old, both of them in their primes. Okay. Um, who do you, who do you have? Who do you have though? If you had to bet your house on it, man, it's almost like it's almost like what like. It's almost like taboo to bet against Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. right? But would Floyd be able to win off of the, the the jabs and the great defense and the occasional right hands? I mean, politics come into this, come into play too. Would he be able to dominate Sugar Ray Leonard in such a way that, you know, we go, we all Floyd won that fight because he would need a real defining win. Would he be able to outtrick Sugar Ray Leonard th- to that point? I think Sugar Ray Leonard beats Floyd Mayweather for this reason. Middle of, the, middle of the ring, it's very hard for Sugar and Leonard. I think Floyd wins that, that that fight in the middle of the ring. Once he gets pushed to the ropes, then you see the best of Sugar Ray Leonard's attributes when he throws in combinations. He doesn't stop punching. He doesn't stop punching. He's going to hit you somewhere. He's right, going to hit right. you hard. I also look to when Sugar Ray Leonard knocked out Tommy Hearns in the 14th round. That was crazy. That level of grit and toughness, I've never had to see it from Floyd Mayweather. Right, 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 right. So I would I cast my vote on Sugar Ray Leonard beating Floyd Mayweather. And I feel so, I don't know, like I, like I betrayed my generation for saying it, oh, wow. but, <laughs> but I had to go for Sugar Ray Leonard. Man, I'm stumped. I, I think I just have to go with... Another one. What do you think about Manny Pacquiao versus Roberto Duran? Man, that's a good one, man. Man, Duran, I'm going to go with Pacquiao, man. I'm going to go with Pacquiao. Pacquiao's Pacquiao? foot movement, Pacquiao throws a gazillion punches, but Duran punches hard. 140? Oh, no, 147. I'm sorry, that'd be a 147 I matchup. I, I think I will go with Pacquiao. I, 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 I'm, yo, listen. Ooh, I also, know. I think Pacquiao's dedication was a little bit more. That's a hard one. It's, 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 it's wrong Chris for me. Chris dumped himself. He's over here like, mm, it's a wrong. Yo, I, 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 I think it'll be like Marquez, like, like on steroids, like Marquez. Maybe That's what steroids. I'm saying. But then I don't really. See, this is the thing, right? To beat Pac, to beat Mini Pacquiao. He either has to be older or you need one punch knockout power. Which Duran has. Because he doesn't stop. One punch knockout power. At 147? I like, think he like, could, like, To knock him out cold, do you think? Like Marquez did? Yeah. yeah. Think Duran? Yes. 
Like Marquez did? Because Leonard was a big wall toy. Hmm. Yeah. I, dang, I don't know, man. I, he hurt Leonard really bad that I'm first big, fight. I'm a big Manny Pacquiao fan, so Me I'm too. a... I'm like... But, in, you know, Manny's in my generation. But then when I watch Leonard... I watch Duran's so hard to figure out because I would have watched Duran fight. I'm going to say this on record. And I said, I could beat that guy. He's, mm-hmm. His fight's wild. But it's man, he was so strategic in the way that he approached his fights. The stuff he did, I still to this day can't even read read all of it. The hand positioning, the the holding hand, hitting you, the angles he used. Mm-hmm. It was like nothing I ever seen I ever seen before. I watched a video on YouTube named Roberto Duran, the scientific street fighter. Yeah. And it was such an aptly named video. Perfect, perfect name. By I believe Willie Sweet Science is boxing. That guy makes incredible videos. He does. He broke down the inside fighting, the hooking uh, 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 of the arms, the breaking breaking your guard. Then the most amazing thing about Duran is he would start landing his right hand and he hit so hard that he would start to just fake people and just fake punches and then people would dodge in a way to try to get away from the right hand. But nope, not a right hand, uppercut. Nope, not a right hand, left hook. So he was a really masterful fighter and it looked wild but it wasn't it was very calculated i don't know i, I think i'm gonna have to go with um roberto duran on this one too it'll be four or five four or five fights though. it would that's it not would. gonna be solved in one match, it wouldn't right? be solved it, it would, no, it's gonna be very sure. bloody very violent it's probably the reason why these men are not born in the same generation <laughs> it'll be ridiculous it'll be so too violent if we were playing fight night right now right yeah and who would you pick who would, who would you be your first pick? Well to wait. Chris. I used to always pick Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be Sugar Ray Leonard. Who would you pick to beat him? Leonard? Uh, I mean, this is a game. Yeah. <laughs> but it also goes, I, you know, how good I play like, you are. I, 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 my man was Chavez. Yeah. Who else says I'm Chavez? Chavez is my guy. Slow, steady, breaking down, body punching. I'm, I'm a big <laughs> on body punching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know? Who would be your first pick? Justin. In the game? In the game. To defeat. No, uh, just completely new match. Oh, my. Your, your favorite person to play with. Mm. Oh, Chavez. Oh, yeah? Or Pacquiao, yeah. Okay. Chavez or Pacquiao. Pacquiao, Pacquiao with one. the flaming shorts. Pacquiao. Pacquiao with the flaming shorts, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If welterweight, Chavez. Okay. Lightweight, Pacquiao. Okay. With the shorts. The flaming shorts. Chris, who would you pick to beat Pacquiao? I would pick... Uh, you said lightweight. Well, yeah, yeah, we moved over to lightweight now. Okay, apparently. I would pick man, I Pernell Winokur. Oh, Pernell. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, I pick Pernell. He's so slick, man. And, and and deceiving power too. He got a chance to meet Pernell, man. That's, sleep for real? Yeah, man. Hang out with him, everything. How old are you? I must be about fifteen. My, he trained my brother. Oh, Rest wow. in peace, Pernell Winokur. Yeah, Pernell was like wow. great dude, man. Rest in peace, Pernell, wow. man. That's like that's that's really dope that you're able to experience that. Yeah, yeah. I box. I, I some like we're talking. I'm like, yo, I met Pernell. I box Ugas. Like, mm-hmm. I like a lot of these people. I've boxed them, been around them, met them. It's like we actually still train uh, a lot of the ways that Pernell taught my brother, our older brother Raymond Biggs to to train spar. Uh, you spar. You can spar pretty much every day, mm-hmm. and um, shadow box 10, 15 rounds a day. Mm-hmm. That's how Pernell would train. He run. He said he'd run two miles forward and one mile backward. 
He said, if you could box, mm. if you could shadow box 15 rounds, you could box 15 rounds. Mm. I was like, whoa, that's, that's, that's hardcore. That's deep. <laughs> try box, try shadow box in 10 rounds, man. Yeah. My father used to make me do that. It's like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate this. Yeah. Starting out, everyone hates shadow boxing. Like, oh, they feel like they look, st- but you gotta. No, it's just yeah. annoying. It's just boring and annoying. Like, it's <laughs> like, you gotta really picture a guy in your head <laughs> for 10 rounds. And that's, that's the mastery ten of it. 10 rounds? Like, think about who, think about the, like, I've watched so many pros train. Mm-hmm. Think about the guys that really go to the gym and shadow box seriously for 10 or rounds. Or at all. What's your favorite type of shadow boxers for watching the gym? Like, you know, everyone shadow box is different. You got like the super, like all over the place mad fast hand and then you got the ones that's like watching the mirror like what's yeah. who's your favorite to watch and then which one are you i've watched floyd shadow box in person he's just landing like precise punches mm-hmm. i watch zap zap shadow box he likes you know exploding mm-hmm. on certain sh- shots uh many back is pretty interesting to watch it's just mm-hmm. like Blasting away. like I, yeah, a million punches. <laughs> yeah. I shut up box more like Pacquiao though. Yeah, yeah. I shut up box more like explosive. <laughs> yeah, my favorite to watch are the the. If you didn't, you know, know that they were shadow boxing, you might think they're in a real fight. Those mm-hmm. type of shadow boxers, those are my favorite. Those yeah. Real energy, real defense. Yeah. Like they're really imagining fighting. Uh, like Deontay Wilder, they're not trying to get hit, and they want to <laughs> they want to land a bunch of punches. What um, kind of shadow boxer are you, Chris? I'm I'm more like Rollies. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making fun of Rollie? No, Rollie. I thought you love. I do love Rollie. Okay, I thought, so I you, you see you shout out. I thought like Rolando Romero. Turn turncoat. Now I'm more of a. I like to use a lot of energy, a lot of energy shadow boxing, like mm-hmm. a real fight, moving around, mm-hmm. dancing, you know, slipping punches, counter punching, and, and coming forward at times. So yeah. a real fight shadow boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, shadow boxing should feel like a real fight. I, I, I believe. I, that's what I was taught. It, it's really, it's really visual training. What it well. is. It's visual <laughs> training. You got to train your mind to be ready for any scenario. That's what shadow boxing is for. Yeah. And then you take away like that, that power aspect. Oh, you just want to hit hard. Like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. people get hurt. You got to, you got to learn your body, learn your form, learn, learn it all. Learn everything. Always with a mirror in front of you so you can see what you're doing wrong. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I, so I have this thing where um, I'm sure you guys do too. Because you sh- probably shadow boxing everywhere. It's just like a it's a thing all at this the time. Point. So everywhere. My friends, if when we go out, like we'll be like at the bar, just like waiting for like a drink or something, and it's taking too long, and I'll just be like, mm, drop a couple, like <laughs> nothing crazy, like little uppercut, and someone always has to say always. something. Like I mean, like when you're picking your nose, I'm not saying <laughs> anything, <laughs> but because I threw an uppercut or two, you want to come. Oh, are you in a fight? Are you okay? Like, uh, yeah, I'm just. You know I mean? So they they don't like um. I'll be full on dress heels, hair, and, and everyone has a problem with it for some reason. I um, I used to go to like the grocery store uh-huh. with my mom, and I would just like loser, you know, like I'm like four, five years old, loser. <laughs> I would go to the aisle, all the tissue. I would just punch the crap out of the tissue. <laughs> like, I would go in and just wreck the whole aisle. <laughs> the toilet paper or the bounty? Toilet, toilet the- paper, bounty, bounty, everything. Like, 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 just really like, 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 like wrecking it. Like, uh-huh. you know, like destroying the aisle. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the type of guy I yeah. am. That says a lot. <laughs> a lot, right? But it was so fun. Like, think about it. Like, you're yeah. just punching everything. Yeah. I, I just love to punch stuff. I don't know. I, I think we all like to hit shit. <laughs> I think we all like to hit stuff. What? 
My I friends think, will always look at me weird, like, Biggs, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm throwing up a cut. It, it, is, the way, it like. is the weirdest thing to be doing, though. <laughs> it man. is weird. But, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, we have friends. Everyone has, like, their, their thing that they do. I have friends that dance. And once in a month, may just drop, like, a little, you know. Mm-hmm, you have yeah. friends that when they're walking. Yeah. They do it. Ball players do that, too, I heard. Yeah. Like, they always bounce an imaginary ball somewhere. Yeah, honestly, ball. I do that, too. And I don't even play ball. Like, me I'll too. be walking up to someone. I'll be like, let me just cross you real quick. Like, see how they react. <laughs> it's practice you never know when you need it <laughs> moral, moral of the story is love your sport absolutely love your sport love yours <laughs> always love what you do thank you guys for tuning in for our Walter Pay episode we had some great conversations today make sure you tune in next time we'll probably have a couple guests coming on a couple special surprises so stay tuned and we'll love to see you guys there When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.